Welcome to Saints Alive, where we take you with us to meet God's most heroic followers. The saints were just ordinary boys and girls who allowed God's love to transform them into real-life superheroes. Their love for God changed our world. Did you know that God has sent you here to become a saint? It's up to you to choose love over fear, to be courageous, faithful, and kind. The choice to become a saint won't be easy, but it will be worth it. So listen closely and open your hearts. These real-life tales of the saints from the past may just inspire you how to live your story. Let's go on this adventure together. Ten years after the city of Mexico was conquered, with arrows and shields put aside, there was peace in all the towns, but not in every heart. The Catholic faith was still a seed and desperate for water. The heroic efforts of the Franciscan missionaries bore little fruit. Corrupt Spanish officials poisoned the native Aztec people against the Spanish. They impoverished the natives with heavy taxes, sold them into slavery, and branded them with hot irons. Their old gods of the earth, the sun, and the moon had been brutal and violent, demanding human sacrifice and endless war. But their empire had been prosperous, and the Aztecs felt protected by them. Now, their people were dying out. Bishop Zumaraga, the local prefect, fought hard to protect them, but there was little he could do. Violence hung in the air like smoke. But the times are never so bad that a good man can't live in them. And so it happened. In the year 1531, a few days into the cold month of December, that there was a humble but respected native of these lands, a poor man of the people, a farmer. He lived in Cuatalatan, near Tlatelolco, or modern-day Mexico City. His native name was Cuauhtolalatzin, meaning he who talks like an eagle, which was perhaps a prophetic hint to his destiny, as eagles were creatures of enormous importance in the Aztec mind. The sun, the greatest Aztec god, was represented by an eagle who carried the sun through the sky. But you may know him by the name he received upon his baptism. Juan Diego. gather the holy flowers and hear the hummingbirds sing where the petals fall like showers in the heaven of my heart's longing the harvest was poor this year but I did what I could Oh, Maria Lucia, how I miss you. I know you told me, even as we could not have children, that through faith and prayer, grace and new life would come. But how can that be true now? I am so lost without you. I am so weak. (laughs) 
You're right. I must try to bring Uncle to catechism. Pray his heart softens. Eh, even just a little. Nimitzla Zodla. No Yolotzin. It was Saturday, and Juan had stopped on his way to Mass to visit with his uncle. Juan was not tall, tanned with years in the hot sun, with dark hair and gentle eyes. He was shy, but tried his best not to let that keep him from attending to his duties. Uncle Juan! <laughs> Is the esteemed Lord Juan Bernardino awake? <laughs> Juan Diego, I expected you to bother me sooner. I was bringing flowers to Maria Lucia. Oh, that is very good of you. You are a good man. I do wish I could have afforded her a better resting place. It's okay. She preferred simplicity. Will you come with me today? Mm, as much as I love you, I'm not going to catechism with your colonizers. We have betrayed our gods. Totec the sun is angry with us and has fled. And Tetzcatlipoca, the moon hides in shame. Quetzalcoatl waits to devour us like a snake. The friars are not like the conquistadors. They care for us, respect our traditions, preserve our practices. They teach us in our own language. They come in love, not conquest. Please... Uncle Juan, you went with us before. I only put up with going before to make her happy because of how well you both took care of me. But now that she's gone, I see no reason. No reason? To learn the truth? The truth? The truth! Our Aztec gods have betrayed us. Our homeland has been conquered. Deadly disease spreads everywhere. Earthquakes. The Spanish humiliate us daily. It was as foretold. The fifth sun is ending, and so too our world. Maria Lucia would want you to go. She would want you to have hope. Hope? Hope in your new God? And yet, he did not hear her prayers for children. He did not spare her from smallpox. Yet even so, she still believed. She remained faithful. That is enough for me. Keep your faith. I need my sleep. As Juan set off for Mass, he came close to the hill at the place called Tepiac, the former site of an ancient temple to an earth goddess. The morning sun was beginning to rise over the mountains. If only I was smarter, if only I was more eloquent, maybe. From atop the cold, dusty, dry hill came the songs of precious birds. Their voices were swelling and fading, and it was as if the hill was answering them. That's more beautiful than the songs of the Coyotote and the Tsinitska. 
I don't deserve this. Perhaps I'm only dreaming it. Where am I? Is it possible? Could I be in the place my ancestors sang of? In the land of the flowers, in the land of corn, of our flesh, of our sustenance. Possibly the land of heaven. <sighs> Must be more tired than I thought. And <sighs> uh, now I will be late for catechism. Juan, dearest Juan Diego. Hello? Come closer. Do I know you? Of course. When he reached the top of the hill, there was a maiden standing there. Come closer. And when he reached where she was, he was filled with admiration for the way her grandeur exceeded all imagination. Her clothing was shining like the sun, as if it were sending out waves of light. And the stone on which she stood seemed to be giving out rays. Her radiance was like precious stones. It seemed like an exquisite bracelet surrounded her like a halo. And the earth seemed to shine with the brilliance of rainbows and the mist. this? The mesquites and nopals and the other little plants shining like emeralds. Leaves like turquoise. And their trunks, their thorns, their prickles. How they shine like gold. Could this be heaven come to earth? Could this be? Could she? Juanito. My dear son, why are you prostrate in the dirt? My lady, my queen, I'm... You can get up, my dear child. What am I, a, a lowly one, to gaze upon a queen? You are not so lowly, my dear one. Where are you going? I, I was heading to catechism, to your little house in Mexico, in Teatilolco, to follow God. Know, dear son, that I am your mother Mary, mother of the one you seek. You see, I have a favor to ask of you. Uh, anything. It's okay, little one. You can look at me. I want very much that a house be built for me. A place for my son. A, a church? Here? A place where I can visit with them. Share my son's love with all the people who live together in this land, and of all the other people of other lands. Those who love me, those who cry to me, those who seek me, those who trust in me, because there I will listen to their weeping, their sadness, to cleanse and nurse all their different troubles, their suffering. How can I be any help? I, I am no mason. Uh, no carpenter. I am a simple farmer uh, with a poor harvest. 
Go to the Bishop of Mexico. Tell him that I sent you. Tell him I would like him to build me a house here on the plain. Tell him everything you saw and heard here. I don't know that a prince such as him has time for a poor man like me. Moses felt much the same. Look what the Lord did through him. God's spirit will be with you. I... Uh, my lady, uh, beloved lady, I, I can't promise anything. But I, your poor servant, will try. down the hill, onto the causeway, and straight to Tenochtitlan. He was excited and terrified, filled with both joy and dread, overwhelmed by the weight of his task. He was not sure if he could do it, but he was sure he would try his best. When he reached the center of the city, he sought out the palace of Bishop Zumalaga. He rushed past the courtyard and found himself wandering the great halls, lost and nervous. Please, do dust off your sandals. You're tracking everywhere. Can I help you? I must see the Reverend Bishop with an urgent message. Who would send you with such a message? A queen, good sir. There is no queen in Mexico. <laughs> of what jurisdiction? Heaven! <laughs> Oh, yeah. Manuel. Manuel, come quick. ¿Qué es esto? <laughs> this, this, what's your name, peasant? Cuatlatawatzin. Ah, in Spanish. Español, por favor. Uh, talking Eagle. Your Spanish name. Juan Diego. Ah, pues. May I present His Eminence, Juan Diego, Reverend Emissary of the Queen of Heaven. <laughs> oh, and with what message does he come? With what message do thee come? Our Holy Mother wishes a church to be built on Tepeyac. Of course she does. Right next to the bakery St. Paul asked for. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I know. It's perhaps out of the ordinary. No, quite ordinary. Just wait over there. We'll relay the message to the bishop. <laughs> Not to be deterred, Juan waited. And waited. And waited. Aha! You're still here. Why? You told me to wait, sir. The bishop can't see you now. He isn't in. I see him in the window there. Please. He hasn't time. Please, por favor, go. I have divans to clean. Respectfully, I, I will sit here until he's able to see me. All night, if need be. <sighs> he won't be pleased. 
You don't have to kneel for that long. I apologize, your most holy reverendness. Or apologize after every word. Sorry, your grace. Well, get on with it. I have much to attend to today, so quickly, what's your message? Well, your gracious eminence, I, I was heading to Telatololco for catechism. And so, Juan revealed to him every word of the Queen of Heaven, what he saw and what he heard. Mm, yes, that is quite the tale. I did think so, your saintliness. When shall I tell her we start? My son, do come again. I will hear you at length. I must take time to thoroughly look into and consider what you have come about, your wish and desire. As you wish, your most holy grace. Lucia. Can I face her? The following day, Juan returned to the top of the little hill. And there, exactly where she had appeared to him the first time, Mother Mary was waiting for him. As soon as Juan saw her, he bowed and threw himself on the ground again. Mother Mary, I, I, I told the bishop, but, but it's as if he didn't understand it. He, he doesn't think it's true. I, I beg you, my lady, queen, my beloved lady, to have uh, one of the nobles, one who is known, uh, respected, honored, have him come. Your message will be believed. I, I am a nobody. I am a small rope, a, a tiny ladder, the, the tail end of a leaf. I myself need to be led, carried. That place where you are sending me to is a place where I'm not used to going to or spending any time in. My lady, beloved lady, please excuse me. I am a failure. Dear Qualt Latwatsin, sweet Juan, you are no such thing. I have no lack of servants, of messengers to whom I can send. But it is necessary that this be carried out through your intercession. And I beg you, dear son, to go again tomorrow to see the bishop. Why me? Trust me. In time, you will understand. On the following day, Sunday, while it was still night, still dark, he left and went straight to Tuataloco for Mass. Around 10 o'clock, Mass was over and the crowd had dispersed, and Juan Diego went to the Reverend Bishop's residence. You again. And again, I will sit as long as I must. Respectfully. Once again, Juan begged the bishop to believe him. He cried as he spoke again the words of the mother, of making a sacred little house for her, where she had said where she wanted it. 
And the bishop asked him many, many things, pursued many, many questions with him to make certain of where he had seen her and what she was like. Juan told him absolutely everything, but he still was not believed. I cannot do this on your word alone. What else would your eminence need? Uh, some uh, sign, something that proves beyond a doubt that it is truly the Mother of God who sent you. Oh, Senor, dear governor, tell me what sign you want, and I will ask it of her. You do not hesitate or doubt in the slightest? Not in the slightest. No, no slight at all. Not even slightly. If she is who you say she is, she will know. Now, on your way. Manuel! Don Juan? I need someone I can absolutely trust to do something secret. Is that man you? That man is me! I need you to gather your most trusted fellows to follow the peasant. Observe where he goes, what he sees, who he talks to. Consider it done! I will once it is. Or can't I trust you to be prompt? You can! Hmm. Then why are you still here? I'm not! Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Melissa. And I'm Tanner. After two years of production, we are thrilled to announce that Saints Alive has joined the team at Hallow, the number one Catholic prayer app in the world. Hallow has supported us from the early days of our production and has cheered us on at every step of the way. With the support of their incredible team, we will continue our monthly Saint episodes and create brand new series in 2024 including a Lenten series for kids and Eucharistic miracles. We are so grateful for all of you, our listeners, and we can't wait for you to hear all that we have in store. And thank you to all of the patrons who helped make this episode possible. The Garcia family, Lucas, Paulina, Bruno, Caesar, and Francesca. Thank you all so much. And I wanna add another thank you to all the patrons who funded our production over the past two years. We are so thankful for all the blessings you shared with us to keep Saints Life going and have kept you, our listeners, in our prayers every step of the way. Please keep us in your prayers as we continue telling stories worth telling, the stories of the heroes of our faith who have gone before us. The world needs these stories. We hope you have a blessed celebration on the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe and Happy Advent, everyone. And don't forget to mark your calendars for part two of St. Juan Diego, premiering December 18th.